A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Gaming podcast. I'm your host Scott Tilford, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Good afternoon. And Josh Brown. Good afternoon. Chaps, we were going to do a big old talk on the state of the Microsoft Bethesda acquisition and what might happen in the future. And literally, as we were setting out to record, um, they put out a big, or Microsoft Xbox put out a big statement thing, welcoming Bethesda to the family. And then VentureBeat published a thing saying that on Thursday, they're going to be doing a, um, a public conference thing. Ben, what you got your, what you got your money out for, mate? It's a lot of 50 quids were exchanged today. <laughs> so I'm just trying to celebrate that. Just showerings of them. <laughs> but yeah, so they said, like, obviously, the acquisition has gone through legally. It's all been accepted and everything. And then, yeah, VentureBeat um, said that on Thursday, March 11th, and we're going to be getting a public event where Microsoft are going to be disclosing exactly what's happening with their Bethesda acquisition, um, which assumedly will finally be the addressing the nail on the head, the elephant in the room, whatever, of what the hell is happening with exclusives. Um, so we just thought we'd just sort of do a general predictions cast on what the hell is going to happen with Xbox across the rest of the year and general thoughts on uh, Bethesda being swallowed up by Microsoft. Seeing that as if you look at the rest of the slate for Xbox, there's very little for the rest of this year until something like Halo. Um, and I did pull a quote from um, the chief financial officer for Xbox, Tim Stewart, uh, from last November, where he sort of touched on exclusive stuff. But I'll get back to that in a sec. Uh, Mr. Benroy, what's your thoughts on what's going to go down? Uh, I predict everything is going to go to Game Pass. There we go. That's my prediction. I'm done. <laughs> See you later. No, um, it's, just, it's exciting because one thing, Microsoft just... Microsoft just don't have anything, so why not just buy things instead of you know creating new IP? Let's just buy everything up, sort of thing. <laughs> just gobble it. I did like when go. everyone says like, "Oh yeah, they've now got like their first party lineup is like twenty three studios," and it's like, is it though? Because you've quoted, like, you've quoted like I couldn't, I, I get, I get yeah. that, but it doesn't feel like they've homegrown twenty three studios. Yeah, because I'll be interested to see like because what we've got, we've still got like two. Uh, pref- Presumably, we're going to have like a Doom Free, Wolfenstein Free must be around the corner somewhere. Mm. So, like when those two franchises sort of like, if we stick to conventional trilogy methods, which I think they were, what's going to come next from them? Like, I want to basically, I want to see what's going to happen with like a Starfield and the Elder Scrolls. Like, where are they going to, are they going to, you know, be timed exclusives? Are they going to go away? Are they going to be everywhere? Like, what's going to, I think they're the two big hitters. And after that, that will determine the course of like the ship to come, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Josh, you in the same sort of boat? Yeah, I think so, man. For me, every everything is going exclusive. Everything that they can really? go exclusive that like that they can make exclusive without pissing people off is going exclusive. Because, like Ben Roy said, there's too many fifty quids at stake. You know what I mean? And whether it's um, 
you know, homegrown exclusives or whether it's synthetically bought in after the fact exclusives and artificially made, um, it doesn't matter because it all accomplishes the same job. And if you get big brands like the Elder Scrolls or Fallout or Doom or Wolfenstein or Indiana Jones or whatever mm. tied to your platform, I just feel like they're going to do it. And I feel like the only reason they haven't confirmed that so far is because they legally technically couldn't because they weren't really allowed to lay out their plans for Bethesda until this deal had gone through. Mm. But now that it officially has, I imagine at this reveal, we're just going to get them coming out saying, yep, Starfield is coming to exclusively to Xbox and it might be out this year, might be out next year, but you know, you're going to have to pick up one of our machines to actually play it. <laughs> so I'll throw in this little comment from, yeah, Chief Financial Officer for Xbox, Tim Stewart. He uh, said this during a interactive entertainment virtual conference back in November. So that was two months after the deal was initially announced. Um, and he wouldn't talk about exclusives. Uh, he's sort of like, just, it's all very vague and that kind of thing. Um, but his comment on, you know, what's going to happen with Bethesda in relation to Xbox going forward, he said that we want that content or whatever content you can think of in the long run to be either first or better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms we will want bethesda content to show up as the as the best on our platforms and he also made a big point about game pass he said that as long as games show up best in game pass that's what we want to see so I think that's a big old thing because I'm like, well, is that, do you then have the developers like siphoning off like DLC packs? Like what would you have that's a meaningful extension of those core games, Elder Scrolls, Doom, whatever, that then makes you stick with Xbox rather than, and then also how do you come up with that without completely making it so that the Nintendo versions, the Sony versions are fundamentally so much worse? I think there's a few things you can do. And I think one is just what they're kind of doing now, which is they can get their marketing Xbox related and they can say that it plays best on Xbox Series X. You know, it's the mm -hmm. world's most powerful console or whatever. And use that kind of marketing to be like Fallout 5, Elder Scrolls 6 will look and perform better if you get it on Xbox. And then you're not kind of taking away the value from the other games in terms of like content or DLC or anything like that. But also Game Pass, man, if something comes to Game Pass, like day and day one, like that's a huge win for Microsoft because, you know, if you're a consumer who only, you know, buys a big game now and again, if you're looking at Starfield, or if you're looking at mm -hmm. Elder Scrolls 6 and your choices are pay £70 to get it on Sony's machine or buy into Game Pass and get it quote unquote free, mm -hmm. like I think that's what a lot of the market will pursue, who, like I said, the more casual market who are looking at it and thinking, well, I can get the subscription and get these games for free. I'm going to do that. So I think if they kind of want to make sure something plays better on Xbox or gives it more of an appeal, if it's not exclusive, I think having it day one in Game Pass and being able to say, well, it runs better at 60 frames per second, 4K or whatever on our mm -hmm. machine. I think those are the two things that they'll lean on but those be the things that like because both of you guys you do a lot of trophy hunting and stuff like would you guys would you actually like sort of switch over and get something on xbox as long as it's included in the game pass price i i with the trophy thing i think like mm. i would get a wolfenstein free on playstation 5 mm. if there was if that was if i was allowed if they let me do that because like i've got that thing in my brain like, oh, i've got the other two on playstation i want them all there sort of thing right. but i'm i'm cool with saving 70 pounds for some trophies i can <laughs> i can go and play some other games to be fair like, as i said before if you don't buy like what two or three games put that money into a series s and then just 10 pounds a week from there and then you'll i mean i make it i i feel like i'm personally making money from this deal if they all go to game pass which they boy they will won't they mm -hmm. because they're microsoft's own thing and then think about it because the games that the, the possibility of them coming out like and then just think far future like indiana jones on game pass like 
I, I do think nothing, everything will come to Game Pass. I think the best way they could do is like go a year exclusive or something like that. I would pull mm-hmm. out the, I pull out the big guns for and not waste it on something like a Tomb Raider and then just basically uh, sort of like throw that. Not that Tomb Raider was bad, but I don't think that Tomb Raider was the sort of hill to die on for Microsoft. Yeah, it's not like yeah. turning heads. Yeah, yeah, but like when you've got like say Doom, Wolfenstein, Fallout, uh, Evil Within seventy four, if it ever comes out, uh, all those sort of things. I, I feel like these are the ones that are going to get people to sort of either make the jump or if you just say, do the math, mm-hmm. two or three games that'll buy you a, that's close to buying you a console, if not like the, the cheaper option. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate uh, is like £10 with gold wrapped in a month. So that, I think and, so. And then I'm that's my gears, five taxes it is anyway. So Because <laughs> it is the, an insane amount of money. Yeah. Like, I mean, sorry, I say insane value for money. Like the amount of stuff you get for that monthly subscription. Obviously, Xbox is relying on that so much. Like they, I just looked up their subscriber numbers. They have 18 million Game Pass subs. So if you, obviously, if you go by, even if you knock it down a bit by um, you know, the monthly uh, amounts that people are paying, that is a stupid amount of money, really. And they want to keep that money. I think that they're, they're, that's only going to go up with this deal sort of thing. And it should mm. only go up with this deal. And I feel that this is the, the, the biggest way to get the next hurdle, uh, you know, big users over is like, well, it's, it's like a Disney where we just buy the big thing. Let's just buy this. Let's buy the Star Wars. Or let's just buy <laughs> the Bethesda and then we're going to get some bigger things over. Because also, you think Game Pass, like, that's got EA access in it as well. So that's all the EA, mm-hmm. EA games go in there. Eventually, FIFA eventually cycles in there. I'm not sure about Madden because I don't I'm I've never even looked at Madden. I'm sorry about that, but like Jello Four Nord was on there, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and that helped them reach what 21 million players, that sort of thing. So, Game Pass is only expanding. But then it's like, do we get to the point where like a Netflix where it expands so much and then it sort of like crumbles a bit, or does it become that's the thing that like when- Disney Plus where it just everything just get rolls into it and then we can they'll do some weird pricing methods down the line mm-hmm. well that, that's the thing with yeah the disney plus like analogy or like like on the the cusp of like everybody having their own streaming service which obviously is starting to come into fruition more and more like what do you guys think of that future where everything is just tied to a subscription service and even the third parties maybe pay for a few months on a certain service and then go across to someone else and the, the whole way the whole way that games get rolled out is tied to monthly uh, subscription models it depends what it is, I suppose. I think that could be healthy for smaller games that might not get like the big audience that the likes of a Bethesda title would, you know, so mm-hmm. that it gets the chance to um, appear on PlayStation now for a few months and it gets people interested for that period of time. Then it shows up on Xbox and it's like, wow, I didn't get a chance to play that before. I can try it now. And if there are licensing deals tied to that and the developers are getting paid and it gives more publicity to these smaller games, I think it could be interesting. I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we are just full on in the streaming sphere where everything revolves around that because even in the movie space we're not at that point yet you know we've it's been accelerated a little bit by everything going on in the world but even now you know we've got streamers on the one hand movie theaters on the other and we're always like having this push and pull and this compromise between how we as viewers and players or whatever kind of want to experience this content so i think at the moment it's just a nice wealth of options like if you want to just get the game pass and you know try anything that's on there get the new games that are coming to it like you can do that but also if you only buy a couple of games a year and you can also opt to do that and just splash 70 pounds on like the latest call of duty or the latest elder scrolls or whatever mm-hmm. and you can still live in that ecosystem so i don't think they're mutually exclusive and going forward we would definitely see a push towards streaming but i don't think it's ever going to outright replace the current model 
That's what I was going to say as well as like the idea of like ownership. Like, I don't know if you guys have the same feeling towards like, like having a uh, access to a monthly subscription, like having access to a monthly subscription thing that gives you that library, but you don't really fully own it. You can't take it away. You can't keep it. There's no sort of preservation aspect to it. Like when um, <clears throat> Red Dead Redemption 2 went on to Game Pass, like it was only on there for a few months. And it's like, if you were halfway through that story, it gets taken off, like cycles get, uh, titles get rotated through. Um, obviously with Bethesda, those things would get locked, locked down going forward. But do you have any, do you guys have that same sort of feeling of like, oh, I don't own this game because all I'm doing is paying the monthly subscription thing for it? I think I'm cycling out of the, I need to own the actual game. Like I as see if you were watching behind me, I've got all my crap there. Like, but at the same time where I'm playing a few things on now and like Game Pass has helped me also like come to like terms with this and I like rent a bunch of movies. I don't like to, I don't like buying movies i i don't like buying a thing like if you were to buy a movie on playstation which you can't do soon or buy mm. i had to buy an episode of lou through on amazon to watch it because like there's no there was no other option for me i couldn't just stream it on there or rent it and i couldn't go to iplay because i'm not paying uh the the blood money for that sort of thing monthly <laughs> and yeah so I, i'm coming to terms with it at the same time but then like with a with a Red Dead when it cycles out, then you could just buy it and pick it up. I get the thing yeah. where the 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 cheap market, the the Wild West, the games where with all the physical stuff is erode. Like it feels like it's eroding away year by year. But then like that just feels like things times changing. But then also you look at the set. There's sometimes there's like what there's 47 sales on the at the moment on like PlayStation Store. Like there's mm-hmm. like so many crossover big in Japan or this and that and and there's so like you get these games for like five quid sometimes like that's a, a deal in itself sure. but then you get like w- would that ever happen to a call of Duty where i just bought like modern warfare uh the new one uh second hand for like 25 pounds and it's only just gone down to that so that you feel like that would have already gone down so it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a mixture really you can't say until we see it and then it's the dark future where now nah, everything's going to stay at 70 pounds forever sorry part of me just thinks that like going forward because obviously you have playstation now which I, th- I feel has kind of like waxed and waned like it's in it it's in like a decent enough place now like it's got a decent catalog of stuff well don't you guys it is but then like if you do a thing like if you're if you put a youtube video on while you're playing something <laughs> and then then it warns you sometimes it'll warn you going ah this is getting a bit uh larry you need to stop this right. or it just goes ah sorry and if you're playing a game like a uh, metal gear solid where you haven't saved for a while you just lose that you just lost that progress because it decided oh to... does it bottom out altogether i thought it just went really so, bitty i've had it one time before where it just goes ah two weeks sorry bye but that was because i was <laughs> I think that was my fault for putting stress on my own internet. But mm. then after that, it's been reasonably fun where it warns you, but I've learned to save as much as possible. But I don't, I mean, yeah, that's always like a whole separate thing with the streaming, but like it got in terms of like a, a, a game being dependent on a connection, like with Virgin Media being the the holders of that. Like it's just, it'd be very rare that that's actually going to stay up the whole time through a, a game. Um, I was going to mention before we talked about um, like the the whole the value for money side of it. Like Sony's obviously doing the complete opposite. Like, like you know, they're already doubling down on exclusives and like they're like hiking the price up for it. Whereas Microsoft are like getting all these exclusives, buying up all these exclusives, but the, the value for money side of it is way more uh, obvious. Like it's not like they're trying to give you a 70 pound individual title. Um, what's your thoughts on that stuff? Like the monetization side of it? Like obviously there's all the whole conversations around like how is Game Pass even profitable? Um, but if you look at their subscriber numbers, it seems like it is raking in an insane amount of money every month. Um, but Microsoft don't really put much, out, don't put many details out there or there's not many conversations coming from devs on how they get paid for Game Pass. It's just stuff just goes up there and 
like you know it's like assuming that is the future of the industry but like you just have to assume that it is a worthwhile model both now and going forward yeah it's a good point like we don't really know the intricacies of how developers get paid when their stuff is on game pass like Mm. you said and i don't want it to become a kind of like spotify situation where spotify like on the one hand for music fans is a great service because you Mm -hmm. pay a monthly subscription i personally think their infrastructure is really strong you get uh, the great algorithm that recommends you all this music it is great for you who's buying into it but for a artist it's just terrible. It's like a penny like the, every hundred yeah, players or something. Ad, yeah, exactly. The ad revenue for the streams is just not worth it. And like, it's not fair on them. You know what I mean? And they have to find support through merch or gigs or whatever it is. And I hope we don't get to the point where it's something similar where we're just viewing all of these games as content and not mm. as games. And even though it is a better value proposition to do it on um, Game Pass or to buy into Game Pass if you're a player or whatever, I still do think there's something cool in like the big... Kind of like drop and for me i haven't got out of that mentality whether or not it's good or bad of wanting to own games like i want to get excited right. and put some money down and own it and look forward to it rather than just have it be a, a thing that's included a bit of content in an entire library that i have access to and then i just kind of like siphon it out for me well, i'm looking would... forward to like the big big release yeah that was that's another thing I and mean, it's like it's kind of like a side point but like for the sake of like like that whole thing of like, here's a library of titles every month. You quote unquote own like 200 or 500 games, like right there. I don't know that for me creates this almost like paralysis through choice where like everything is as viable as everything else. Nothing stands out. And therefore uh, it's uh, the same thing on like Netflix or Prime or whatever. You can dip into something for a bit and then you jump out of it again, as opposed to the financial incentive to see something all the way through because you spent a premium uh, amount on it. And I don't know how, I don't know where I come down on that fully, um, but I wonder how many games I maybe wouldn't have like got all the way through if I hadn't spent money on them in the first place, or if they weren't individual purchases. If they were just tied to a monthly thing, then it's super easy to just hop out of that and be like, ah, you know, there's like 400 other things that I can go to. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync things just flow wherever you are tap the banner to go to monday.com hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It's weird because, like, this happened in a big way with, like, WWE when they got the network. Like, I used mm. to just grab a, like a couple of dvds all the time from like a cex like i'm gonna grab like a royal rumble 99 and 98 in the pack <laughs> but now as soon as like everything they ever owned was on the network for 10 pounds a month like and then then you would sort of like watch half a match and not even bother watching the whole thing because you would just watch the whole show and you bought it mm-hmm. as a disc but then like oh, i'm gonna skip through and go to those bits there and then like now i live in a world like I have DVD. I haven't watched an actual DVD in years now. Same. Like uh, I have Conair on DVD, but Conair's on Disney Plus for some reason. <laughs> so like, do do I just snap that in half? Like, is Conair ever going to leave Disney Plus? Like, who knows? Like, <laughs> yeah, why is Conair on Disney Plus alongside like the Aristocats for some reason? And then yeah. like, and then with a uh, Game Pass, like. I uh, I finally went and played like Dead Space Three. I only went to the end because like, I'm going to finish it. But mm-hmm. my God, was that was that game a horrible slog towards the end? I hate that game. <laughs> I, hate, I hate Dead Space Three, by the way. And then I most people do. Yeah, and have, I haven't really done the thing where I picked up a game and thrown it away yet. As such, I've sort of like taken long gaps between them. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, I, I I can't see getting to that point because I think like so much more is involved in going into get making games. It's such like making film and tv is obviously a big fee as it is but like i think games come in hot until the very end whereas <laughs> film and tv it's fil- it's basically filmed and then it goes through post for a while and you sort of mm-hmm. like know the trajectory of that whether it's going to be like it's going to come out fine or not so yeah it's there's a lot more involved and there's a lot more money on the table with games where i think this is going to be so much slower it's like moving the turning the titanic and it'll be will be much older and probably a lot more gray before the the dark sort of like future with the Cylons take all our content happens. <laughs> for a, a handy monthly fee. Um, yeah. I think we should talk about um, like something else that might happen, I guess not, not necessarily on Thursday, but what the merger of, um, you know, Xbox and Bethesda or Microsoft and Bethesda can green light going forward. Because one of the things that came out of the initial uh, talking points around last September was like, you know, now that um, Xbox own Obsidian, um, you know, they can do like the the new Vegas style follow-up that we've always wanted. Like, is there anything that comes to mind? For, like, I mean, the, that, that can be one thing, but like, do you think they'll just greenlight all those fan-based projects that people have been wanting for so long and then they tag it on? Hey, by the way, if you want that, it's free with Game Pass and it's only on Xbox. Like, is yeah. that just this insanely obvious open goal that they just need to do? It depends how much the studios have moved on, you know, because I mean, for as mm. much as we are absolutely wanting to do um, wanting a new Vegas too. I mean, like Obsidian, are, they've got so many plates spinning at the moment. Like they've already got games that they've announced with Microsoft. And I don't know whether they'd be willing to then jump back onto this fan favorite project, even if it is, you know, much sought after and uh, kind of like fan favorite. I think the ones that they'll come out swinging with are ones that are already in production. So I think we're going to get Starfield like announced and as an exclusive and probably a date. I think we're going to get more updates on the Indiana Jones game. Maybe something about Wolfenstein 3. And it'll be kind of things that are already in production that they can kind of like take and then claim as their own rather than starting from scratch. Because we've got so many studios 
starting from scratch. Like they have bought fit people, they have built some from the ground up that we kind of know what they're working on, but like we don't really know much about Perfect Dark. We don't really know much about like Fable. These are things really early on, whereas Bethesda already have a lot of games in production that they can just kind of pluck out and go, yep, these are ours now. Well, You're looking forward to them. Here you yeah. go. It's coming out this year, next year, whatever. That's like a whole other thing as well as do you, do you trust Microsoft? Let's say like, you know, Game Pass, totally profitable. Obviously it's doing very well right now. Um, that's one of the old, like almost like unsaid things is like, what if it's not entirely profitable, but they don't care right now because they're just like, inve- they're just sinking cost in it until it manages to plateau at some point. Um, but do you trust Microsoft long-term, Xbox long-term to, you know, greenlight the right kind of projects? Like with this this amount of, um, you know, IP under their belt, like will we get an Evil Within 3, Dishonored 3, like these sort of like lower tier, B tier, quote unquote, quote um franchises because obviously they're going to continue doom for a long time and elder scrolls and everything but like they've not i don't know for as much like you know you see like the creative um like the things that ea will cancel the things that a 2k will cancel um and xbox canceled Scalebound because they just couldn't like you know phil spencer was the one who said they just couldn't bring it together um but with this many different ips under their uh their new umbrella kind of thing it's like do you trust the the creative side of xbox to run them the right way i the Don Matrick days are over, right? And unless Bill <laughs> Spencer is out of there and gone, like he stated, like take the man by his word, but he said for a long time that this is this is his final form. He doesn't want to do anything else. He wants to stay <laughs> in the game sphere. He doesn't He's want to be. Freezer. He doesn't want to go and like take over Microsoft Word at some point. Like he, this is what he wants. And if he stays, what he, if he stays in this position for however long mm-hmm. and spares it the way it goes, then yeah, sure, fine. I think is if we get another body in there, or if some for some reason it was drastically tanking money, then I think we should r- remain some sort of like you know. We should always be wary of companies because companies mm. aren't our friends. They 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 want your money, right? Well, that's the thing I'm waiting on, right? Like something yeah. to snap back after all this then- goodwill. But like, say, Microsoft Word was like a hundred. Remember when Word was like a hundred pounds? Now it's like I think <laughs> yeah. they just they try to force it on you, sort of thing. Mm. Like I feel like as, as if this, w- there was a lot of rumblings. Like, are they? Uh, are, is my Xbox going to be sold off? What's happening with it? But now I think you make the seven billion deal. This is like this is big dick energy money. We're like that. Ah. Sorry, we're in it for the long run, <laughs> and this is going to be fine. And don't worry, we'll just be sitting over here, just you know, drinking our water. And we'll be, you know, we'll be, we'll be all good. I, I, we'll I don't know. It's, at the same time, it's a company. Like, take it by the word, but I feel like you know, given see five years of like the honeymoon period, and then we'll all be nickel and done for saying. Right, <laughs> maybe. I was thinking, I was going to say as well. Like, yeah, do you think the same thing, Josh? Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, man. Like, I trust what Microsoft has done over the past few years. I think they've greenlit like interesting projects, and I like the developers that they've bought. Everyone who they have bought seems to have responded really well and have nothing but nice things to say. You know about like the the projects they've been being able to suddenly you know pursue and stuff. But yeah, like Ben Roy says, maybe at one point this might eventually kind of like snap back, and the honeymoon period might wear off, and then we might start seeing you know, just a layers of focus on kind of like profits and stuff. But I don't know, like maybe I'm giving Phil Spencer personally too much um, like leeway. He's a very nice too man. much of the benefit of the doubt, but he does seem like a very nice man. And I can't fault just how much he's righted the ship over the years. Like, you know, there, there really were these worries that, you know, Xbox was just going to get sold off because it just wasn't working for Microsoft. You know, it's like a drop in the bucket for them. Mm. And ultimately they, it might not have been worth it if it wasn't doing very well, but he's managed to turn that around, turn around public opinion and innovate in a space that is 
quite difficult to innovate in from a business perspective, you know, like introducing Game Pass, making mm-hmm. all these deals, doing things that you would usually associate with the film and TV world and bringing that mentality over here for better and for worse. But when it comes to like the games themselves, I hope we get to see Evil Within 3. I hope we get to see, um, you know, whatever, the, these quote unquote smaller games that aren't big behemoths like Doom or Wolfenstein or Elder Scrolls or Fallout. And I hope we get, ultimately, while I want that as a fan, I just hope the developers get the chance to make essentially what they want. If they've got any creative ideas, I hope they aren't beholden to past franchises. I hope they can move forward, innovate, and hopefully the Microsoft money machine, the absolute bank of 50 quids that um, (laughs) they're sitting on can contribute to quite a lucrative you know, deal for the developers themselves who can now have the resources to just go mad and make whatever the hell That's what want. I would hope for. I would hope that there's that because there is this body of cash now that they're not like beholden to the same sorts of conversations that we heard about between the likes of, um, you know, like Bioware and EA or like, you know, insert X creative company talking to X, you know, financial person at the top uh, and just being grilled over like, well, is it actually going to work? Is this thing actually going to be the, you know, the, the money maker that we need it to be kind of thing? You would Let's- assume that the amount of money Game Pass brings in frees all that stuff up. Let's not forget that they try to put the price up of gold and then everyone lost, <laughs> their, lost yeah. their minds. And they were like, sorry! And then they put it on the show. <laughs> We've got to try! Every but like, I, I reckon Game Pass at one point probably gets like a 15 sort of quid sort of mark. Like I feel like mm. even that still, for what's on there, that's still, for what will be on there, it's still a great price. But mm-hmm. yeah, like they're so reactive in that sense. And like, they're not as soulless as like um, NEA where they'll just lie and go, well, this is how the industry is now because we don't want to do X anymore. And then, oh, we we did this one thing. Actually, actually, it is actually what you all wanted. At this. You will want the single player, don't you? You don't want the boring mindless. <laughs> anthem where you just go around and we make it up at the last minute you want oh, things yeah. that will actually stick with you for longer than yeah. 10 minutes never trust because ea just they'll just cycle out a new few androids and then they'll be like oh this this is what they want now something in their <laughs> robot voice so yeah just ignore ea and just yeah but i feel like until those, those business interests like i have to imagine that someone like a phil spencer is probably having daily conversations with the people who want to change those numbers or as hey if we just increase this by you know a pound one digit it brings us in another million why aren't we doing that yeah like, there, I, must I be someone, that. there must be someone at microsoft going hey man why haven't we made a fifa yet sort of thing and then yeah. like, you go well we can't make the fifa because and then they have to explain to some like the people that are just the money and then i so far <laughs> Like I feel like they've all gotten over their rice son of Rome phase and <laughs> sort of thing like that. And also I want to know um, personally, why has Dead Rising 3 never come to PlayStation and why is it still a million pounds? Like what is going on with that game and what are they doing that? Why is that game so expensive? And why is it not on Game Pass? This is what I want to know. This is my personal thing there. Everybody I didn't even realise that. That must be something related to the way Capcom made That's- the deal maybe in the first place. But then why that one game? Every other game, like Rise Son of Rome, I think is on Game Pass. But then like say like Dave Rising 4 is on everything and that's a mm. piece of garbage. But number three, what is what has happened to that? Eh? Just tell me. I don't know. I didn't even realize that, but I would assume that, yeah, I'd assume Capcom have some sort of agency in that. I guess as closing thoughts, I mean, they've said that the, uh, or the according to the Venture Beat report, the Thursday thing is literally like a financial style um, public conference, just outlining various you know business-based mandates that will be happening going forward. It's not going to be a place to show off new titles, um, which I don't expect to see, but I guess closing thoughts on general, or general thoughts on where Xbox are now on the cusp of acquiring Bethesda uh, fully, what do you guys want to see from them from the rest of this year? Like they 
they very much seem to be happy just sitting back and going like, we don't care about exclusives. We're making more than enough money. Halo will be with you by the end of the year. And we're mostly going to sit 2021 out. Uh, Fable will be with you next year, 2023, whatever. Like, are you guys like cool with that? Or is that like, because for me, I think it's, I think they're in a, an interesting place where I can see exactly why you would just rest on your laurels at this point. But I just wish they had more. I, I love when the medium came out. It was, oh my God, it's an actual Xbox exclusive. That's cool. Let's all talk about it. But we're not going to have another one of those conversations. It's all going to be Game Pass conversations for the rest of the year. I think, you know, the, the place they're in now, I think they're like Sony as well, almost in this holding pattern. I don't think we're going to see any like major surprise announcements for games coming out this year. You know, I mm-hmm. think the focus will be on Halo and that's fine. But I hope that after this acquisition, they're now in a place where they can actually show off all of the building that they've done over the past few years you know we've talked for ages and ages about how they're acquiring all these studios how they're putting developers to work Mm -hmm. how they've got all of these wheels you know turning but we haven't seen much from them we've had a few cinematic teasers we've had a few bits and bobs here and there this year now that they've been bolstered by this which you imagine like i said bethesda has already had games in production Mm -hmm. i think they've got to come out at e3 in particular with just like a stunning show where they're like this is what bethesda is working on this is what machine games is working on this is what we've got obsidian on this is what we've got you know double fine on or whatever whoever Mm -hmm. it is and just kind of reel off everything they've been working on over the past year to get people excited for 2022 and beyond and then you know let that goodwill and let halo kind of like see the rest of 2021 out because for me the thing that i'm waiting for is an announcement that starfield or elder scrolls or whatever even doom or evil within three is exclusive and that'll be the thing that'll be the thing that makes me buy an xbox series x like that's what i'm waiting for. you said it was going to be ori my friend and it's not going to be that is it Ori's like a nice little symptom of it. Ori is a cool <laughs> little game I can play once I've got into it. But, you know, a big drop like that, even mm. even like if they show off Obsidian's game and that looks like incredible, like a proper gameplay reveal, I just need those reasons to actually try to find this machine. And if they come out swinging with a great E3 because of this, then I think that's a job well done. I think that's a kinda, good year yeah. for them. I thought that they would have had that energy back at launch. I thought they would have, like, you know, like you said, they've mentioned it for so long, buying up all these different uh, teams and even like buying like, um, is it Undead Studios, the people that make, um, Undead, Undead Labs, sorry, that make yeah. um, State of Decay? Things like that. I thought they would like come out the gates with that. Oh, you know, we've got like 10 projects in the works from all these like, you know, trusted developers and we've just got all this Bethesda stuff and here's everything else. Um, Benro, what's your thoughts on just what do you want from Xbox going forward? Because me and you both adopted the series system straight away. And like, I love my Series X, but there is very little exclusive to play on it. I mean, yeah, this taking all the well things aside, tempier expectations because of that. Mm. I mean, you just need to show a bit of a sizzle reel and say what they're doing. But I feel like we need to, at this point, see some actual hard like gameplay of certain games that are rumbling around. Like, say, if we don't see some Halo footage at this point, what's uh, like actual proper, like, you know, gameplay or something? It, it, more than screenshots mm-hmm. and more than that thing that we saw. Uh, Craig's birth back at last year. <laughs> I don't think you'll see Halo until literally launch day at this point. It just feels like they're hiding it until it's completely pristine. Yeah, at the same time, you just got to remember this is the company that tried to buy Nintendo, and so you know they they can <laughs> they can pretty much do what they want if they throw enough around. But like at the same time, I would like to see some hard sort of like you know gameplay sort of like gameplay is saying and some announcements you kind of have these far-flung starfield announcements because you feel like they're they're the next big sort of things where mm. they might turn the tide for certain like studios but at the same time i need to see something more in the immediate future and not be sort of like 
and I be don't be afraid to then delay like say Horizon uh, New Frontier is it New Frontier uh, was um, West. The Forbidden West was secretly delayed and it was probably going to be out by now sort of thing like, just mm. we I think we all don't just ignore Twitter because that's not real we also we all sort of know that what's what to expect and just give us some sort of like hard concrete sort of things like the Indiana Jones, the Indiana Jones announcement like you, I, I'm hyped to that like, that would have mm. got me to buy an Xbox for see Indy again and hopefully it's tired Harrison Ford because that'd be great but yeah just <laughs> old skin Ford just yeah basically just just some announcements and then a sort of like an idea of something going forward and maybe like that might help with how quiet it is even though we know why it's quiet at the moment that yeah i think the overall i think everyone's feeling that general weird energy at the minute where it's like man we're like you know about to be halfway through the third month of the new year and there's still very little arriving on neither switch ps5 xbox um and i just think anything that sort of maintains that or gives us any sense of like hey by the way this is coming soon or this is coming in a couple of months and you you didn't even realize we had this ready and this is going to be coming and I don't know, I miss all those things. I think that um, just because of last year, the knock-on effect of that is going to delay so much stuff until it's later across this year, something like an E3. I will, but I will say, hope. like, if you did, if anyone didn't jump into it, like, if you have an Xbox, download the DLC that came out for Gears 5 in, like, December. If you want, like, an old-school Gears of War campaign, that's, like, a three-hour sort of, like, add-on, one of the best DLCs they've had in ages. Like, that, <laughs> everyone... Everyone forgot about that, but just Are you randomly loving the gears, just gonna throw throwing <laughs> the gears in. I mean, I'm playing it again because of the new seasons there. Season six, let's go, kids. You're not wrong. If we're talking old school stuff, I mean I'm playing Goldeneye, so it's not there's no yeah. real there's no real movement. I'm playing MGS2 on Extreme, so, you know, kill me. <laughs> it's got to be done. Um, but yes, let us know what you think down in the comments below. What are your predictions for the Xbox acquisition of Bethesda? What do you want to see them do? And what do you think will happen across the rest of 2021? For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. Joined, that's not even the usual outro for the podcast, but screw it, we'll keep going. This has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast, joined by Ben Roy Turner. Uh, I'm going to go and play some games on Game Pass now. And then and on PS Now afterwards. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.